Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, something happened at the New York City Council literally just hours ago that rarely occurs. The last time the city council stood up to a mayor and overrode a veto, a veto from a mayor was in 2013 when the chamber, the city council chamber, undid then Mayor Michael Bloomberg's effort to block a police reform bill. So a decade ago was the last time that the city council of New York overrode a veto of the mayor. Well, it has happened again just hours ago with the council overriding Mayor Adams' veto on bills to basically stand expand, that is, housing vouchers. Now, I agree in sentiment with the council of you have to help New Yorkers in terms of housing and uh, getting a, a permanent place to live. But get this, folks. The Citizen Budget Commission released a uh, a fact sheet ahead of Thursday's vote, arguing the costs that come with the reforms that the city council want could worsen the city's ballooning deficit. And so in the face of a reported budget gap of $5 billion for fiscal year 2025, when these bills would go into full effect, such spending is unaffordable, right? So the city council has not said how it would fund the expansion of these programs to help people with housing or what other services they would cut or what reform or what revenue rather they would raise. But, you know, there's another component to this. So when it comes down to migrants, Unlimited budget. When it comes down to migrants, unlimited budget. But when it comes down to American citizens and housing, Mayor Eric Adams says the city just doesn't have the money. Bears repeating one more time. When it comes down to migrants, unlimited budget, completely unlimited. When it comes down to American citizens and housing, the mayor says the city just does not have the money for the council's expansion. So Mayor Adams, just to put this all in perspective, vetoed a package of bills that would expand the number of low-income New Yorkers eligible for city-funded housing vouchers, right? And in vetoing it, the mayor said the legislation is too expensive to administer and clearly exceeds the council's legal authority. And so the Adams administration says what the council wants to do would cost $17 billion, right? That the reforms would create over the next five years. But I did a quick adding of the numbers, right? So the city of New York says that, that the migrant crisis is going to cost 4.5 billion a year. So over five years, that's, that's what? That's more than 25 billion dollars, right? So the city can spend the money when it comes to the migrants, but it cannot spend the money when it comes to American citizens. And so the Speaker of the City Council, Adrian Adams, 
She says, and I'm quoting here, it is far more cost effective to have someone in permanent housing than to continue in this expensive way that we're going in ongoing emergency shelter. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Now, the mayor did sign, so there's a lot of minutiae involved in this, but the bottom line is this. This hasn't happened in 10 years. The council is telling the mayor, no, you're not calling all the shots. We are a co-equal branch of government. And so the mayor did give the council one thing that they wanted, the mayor eliminated a rule that requires people to stay in in a shelter for 90 days before before being eligible for rental assistance. And so with all of this going on in New York City as it relates to the power structure between the the power battle rather and this is definitely going is going to court each side is uh, flexing, indicating that they may go to court. Each side stating the other exceeded their authority. The council accusing Mayor Adams of exceeding his authority. Mayor Adams accusing the city council of exceeding uh, their authority. And all of this, I want you to consider the backdrop. As this is going on in New York, something that's happening in Seattle, Washington. So... What's the best way to say this? So I, 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 I told you folks that uh, part of my high school time was spent uh, in a suburb of uh, Seattle in Linwood, Washington and Edmonds, Washington. I played football, high school football out there for a season. And so I, I liked the area. It did rain a lot, but I, but I did like the area and I enjoyed uh, driving to with my family members to Vancouver uh, Canada, but I think I think that that Seattle when I was there in high school is very different from the Seattle that is there now. Local residents, right? So we're talking about dealing with the homeless population in New York, but consider what's happening in other cities across America, in particular in this case in Seattle. You cannot make this up. There is a above ground swimming pool that has been installed at a homeless encampment, angering neighbors, declaring this is ludicrous. So you have a homeless encampment along a Seattle freeway, and it has a new addition this summer. And right across the street from the homeless encampment happens to be senior citizen housing where the senior citizens, they're paying their rent. The homeless encampment, they pay nothing. The city's going down the drain. I want you to listen to part of a report. One of the uh, major stations uh, in Seattle is Como uh, TV, K-O-M-O. And this is on so you, you see pictures of the homeless encampment, and then I, I guess they want privacy as well. So it looks like they've put up some makeshift walls around the above-ground swimming pool, the homeless community. So you can get your fentanyl, you can get your cocaine, you can get your injections, and you can also go for a swim at your little above-ground uh, swimming pool in which they put a water in the pool. This is a report on Como TV in Seattle. Yeah, Eric, and keep in mind, this is at an encampment that presents an immediate threat to the safety of those seniors who live just across the street. They tell me they've heard gunfire almost nightly and including this morning. They say they feel like the city and the state have abandoned them. It's perfect weather for a dip in the new pool at this homeless encampment in Seattle, 
or maybe a poolside puff of fentanyl. But someone told me that they've hooked up a hose and filled a swimming pool with it. But for seniors who live across the street... I thought, oh my God, what next? And they ain't paying nothing and stuff like that, but we've got pay to live here. This pool is just the latest slap in the face. These people can come in and totally trash the place. Herb Eggy says since this encampment started a few months ago, his car's been busted into and someone just drilled into his gas tank. As elderly people especially should not have to worry about our possessions or our lives. It's not safe. Please get them out of here. Cheryl's apartment overlooks the encampment. She says she hears gunfire almost nightly. There's times where you've had to get on the floor because of the gunshots. Yep, in the middle of the night. She's truly scared. Diane Radishat has led the charge to get the state to step in and stop the encampment, which sits alongside Highway 509. We want the solutions. We know the problems, and we know what the solutions are. The state says they need to do housing outreach for the people here first, but that's been in the works for months. And after a homicide, drugs, gunfire, and theft, Diane says waiting any longer means putting the people here at risk. And that's the situation in Seattle, right? You you know, Seattle, Portland, Oregon, a mess. You have a homeless encampment in Seattle, right? Homeless encampment. And the residents there, there I say residents, the homeless residents have decided to put up a makeshift pool, above ground pool, where in between they're not contributing to the taxpayer base, they can take a dip in the pool and that they made, the makeshift pool, at the homeless encampment. And they they put up little walls so they have some privacy. And right across the street happens to be a senior citizen complex where they're paying taxes, they're paying rent. And as you just heard in the piece from Como TV, they're having to duck bullets, crime. It is a mess. Then let's bring it back to New York City. And we are about to start with your telephone calls, 800 848 WABC 800-848-9222. Something happened just hours ago at the city council that has not happened since 10 years ago. The city council stood up to the mayor of New York City and said, no, we're overriding your veto. Now, the far left city council, right, normally the Looney Tunes at the city council, I, I do sympathize with what they're trying to do. They want more vouchers to deal with housing and the homeless. But Mayor Adams vetoed it before the override. And he said it would cost $17 billion that the city can't afford it. And on and on and on. But I do also take uh, issue with the mayor and the Citizens Budget Commission says the city essentially cannot afford this. Right. Considering there's a five billion budget gap for fiscal year 2025. But the city is spending like there are no limits when it comes to migrants. It's all screwed up. Let's start with your telephone calls. Let's begin this morning with Roger in Massachusetts. Good morning, Roger. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me okay? Yes, please go ahead. Okay, all right, okay, good. Um, I heard you say something about someone in city council uh, made a comment that it's cheaper than the shelter systems that they have going on now. So my question came to my mind is that um, I, I can't imagine that we've had a baby boom all of a sudden. Uh, how do we know that a lot of migrants, that this is going to be a lot for migrants? Well, I, you know, that, that, that's a very good question when you think about it. And it's one, Roger, that, that I didn't ponder here. Uh, it's supposed to be for vouchers to help. Uh, New Yorkers that that their backs are against the wall, but things are are things are so upside down these days that that's a good point. Thank you for the call, Roger. Who exactly knows what is going to uh, to uh, happen here? Tommy Bridgeport, Connecticut. Good morning, Tommy. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. 
Good morning, sir. Thank you for having me on. I'm the driver that called the last time uh, when uh, the Marine choked the guy, and I think you said that I was drunk or something. <laughs> but I drive a truck, so I don't drink, sir, okay? And right now, I'm parked at a McDonald's vehicle on 95 in uh, Fairfield, Connecticut. Okay, Tommy, I, I don't know why we needed to revisit that or go back to that, okay. in, no, which no. We, in which we just wasted 45 seconds on that. But go ahead, Tommy. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, can we talk about last night, or you just want to Tommy, talk about the mayor? Tommy, that, please yeah. get to the point of what you're trying to make. Right. That's okay, sir. Thank you very much. I don't okay. think you like thank to you, talk Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tommy. Thank you, thank you. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, it just goes to show you that Mayor Adams, and I'm going to say it straight out, knows his people. And he knows that he can screw them, he can spit on them, he can crap on them. Whatever he does to them, they will vote for him. So he doesn't have to worry about black people. He figures the minority, the new people coming, these migrants, they're new people. Eventually, maybe they'll get citizenship where they'll be able to vote. And he wants to show them, hey, vote for me. I really helped you. But as far as his own people, he spits on them. Now, when he was in that church that he went to, the, the people, that was a black Baptist church. The people there should have booed him. They should have screamed at him and cursed at him. Instead, they cheered him. Here's a man who does nothing for his own people. Absolutely nothing. They're sleeping in the street and, and, and eating out of garbage pails while the migrants are in hotel rooms throwing away sandwiches, which his people, the, the American people, would gladly eat. When they go to the bathroom, they have nice soft toilet paper to wipe their asses with. But the, the black people living in the subway, living in the tunnels, living on the train, what do they use to wipe their rear ends? Newspaper, if they're lucky? He has no use for his own people. He figures, I can do anything to them, and they'll vote for me. And you know what? He's right. He is right. Because if they haven't realized by now that he's no damn good, he's a low life, and he'll do nothing for them, then they'll never learn. And that's why New York is going down the tubes. Hey, Michael, all, so, so you, you really don't like Mayor Adams, do you? I hate his guts. I hate, his, I hate him because of what he's doing. Not, he's, he doesn't even care about the death of black children and black babies. He, they're being murdered. Okay, but, but Michael, 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 the, these housing programs would not only benefit people of color, it's for the citizens of New York City. It's not but just the majority, for. But the majority of the people in the city now are black. And you're right, it would help white people too, but he doesn't care. That's all he cares about is the illegals, and he'll never change. He'll never, never change, because if he hasn't changed by now, he won't. The difference is, is I'm going to be honest, white people realize that they're getting screwed, so they won't vote for him. That's why he wants them out of the city, whereas black people, no matter what he does to them, they will vote for him. As a matter of fact, if somebody worse than him runs, they'll vote for them. Look what happened in Chicago. They kicked out Mayor Lightfoot. Who did they replace her with? Someone who's 100 times worse. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I don't understand. I don't understand the thinking of black people. I mean, if mm. I was black, I'd want to throw rotten mm. tomatoes at them. Mm. Hey, 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 Michael, when, when I go, mm, that means I'm throwing shade on a, on a comment that a person is making. All I can say, thank you for the call, Michael. All I can say uh, to what you just said is, mm, I did, I don't know when you became a uh, political consultant in African American studies, but mm, thank you for the call, Michael. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, I think Mayor Adams right now is in, in a rock and a hard place. Uh, the problem is this, uh, the migrant mess that uh, has occurred throughout the country in the different cities. I think the mayor's concerned because the the deficit, the billions of uh, dollars he needs for the housing for the migrants and all in the city, uh, he hasn't really gotten any help from Washington. So I think he doesn't want to get uh, what the city council wants to do with the affordable housing now because he has the mess on the federal level. So I think once that's, uh, you know, once he gets funds for that, hopefully, I think then he would probably work uh, with the city, the, the council speaker, 
and the more progressive city council people to move on the uh, the vouchers for the affordable housing. Al, Al, I, I'm not a fan of the uh, city council. Let 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 me yes. be very clear. I'm not yeah, I'm yeah. not a fan of. Uh, of what they do, what they advocate, what they push for. It's often far, 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 far left. Yes. But, but at the what? same time, you mentioned, you said the migrant crisis that is essentially sweeping America. But here in New York, the mayor of New York welcomed them here, right? Yes, he did. So doesn't that mean that... He, he created the problem. I want to see what you have to say to that. Yeah, I think he, you know, I, I think what he did was uh, wrong. Uh, he shouldn't have done it uh, politically. And uh, it was a wrong thing to let the migrants come into the city in the numbers they have. But I think today he regrets doing it. So, but it's done. So, you know, we'll see what the voters say in two years. But I think he doesn't want to get ahead of himself now until the uh, migrant mess and he gets some funds, hopefully from Washington so far. He hasn't. Right. Well, I, I see this as a problem that could have been avoided. I'm sure yes. the city would have had some, but not to the degree where things stand yeah. Al, Thank you uh, for the call. Dominic Carter here with you folks on this Friday morning talk radio 77 WABC, the city council. This is the first time this has happened in 10 years. The city council on the issue of doing more to help people with the housing problems has the city council has uh, overrode a veto that Mayor Adams did. The last time this happened was against Bloomberg in 2013. In 2013. Also, another story we're dealing with this morning. Well, actually, there are a couple, but uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Marks, as of uh, hours ago, 10 years of activism and renewing its call to defund the police. Well, folks, how, how well has that worked out for us, right? City to city, state to state. Defund the police. Defund. It sounds wonderful, right? Sounds great. Defund the police. Black Lives Matter. And I'm about to go to Audrey in Brooklyn. Uh, uh, Black Lives Matter. How well has that worked out? Ten years. Ten year anniversary of robbing people. That's, uh, folks, I don't want to say that, but, but it's the truth. Ten years of agitating starting trouble and robbing people. That's what Black Lives Matter has done. And folks, be careful out there. We just had a road rage incident. And I'm sure you've heard of it uh, by now. A man has been has been charged with fatally mowing down a construction worker on the Upper East Side, told police he feared for his family's safety and that he only meant to disarm the other Motorists not mortally uh, wound him. It is a mess, right? Claiming that that uh, that his foot slipped off the brake and onto the gas pedal, hitting the man. Claiming that the man that's now deceased stabbed uh, after a minor fender bender, stabbed the tires of his vehicle. It it is a mess, and it, it makes me wonder in terms of what's going on in the country. But in particular, here in the New York tri-state area, you see it all the time, right? Someone may, someone may make a mistake while driving. What's the first thing that happens? They hit the horn in protest and flip you the bird, right? And once, once you flip someone the bird or, or give them a Bronx cheer, as the kids say, then it's on and popping. And it can be very, very, very dangerous. Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. First of all, make sure you have a great weekend. Thank just, you. You too. Um, the, 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 the situation with the city council, I applaud them. That's why, they, that's why we elected them. Because if Adams would have got away with it, um, I don't know if I'll be um, homeless one day or, or, or anybody that I know. Okay, so wait, Audrey, let me ask you a question. And it's a question that I often ask you. There we go. So who's going to pay for this? Pay for what? 
if 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 the city council the city council wants to do right the city council wants to do um housing vouchers and so on but they haven't told us how they're going to pay for this or anything like that so in other words in other words the money's going to fall off of trees see audrey no, but when, this when, is when, not new i mean there's been housing vouchers since I can't remember. I got to turn my radio down. Mm-hmm. So this is ain't nothing new. That I don't know how they're going to pay for it the same way they paid for it before. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I don't know. But this is not a new situation. Low income housing has always been around. I mean, um, my God, it's not for everyone. You know, just like um, with the guy. I don't know who he was. That said, it's only for black folks. Um, <laughs> I guess he wish he was black. But anyway, it's been around for a while. This is not new. I, I, I don't. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm thinking wrong because I just think that people deserve housing no matter who they are, you know. But the citizens of New York City should come. Okay, first. but wait, 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 wait. You say they deserve. They deserve housing, right? Yes. I, I have a problem with that. I really do. I've it's been. Okay. I've been listening to that sentiment since I got out of graduate school. Okay, not but, for me. Wait, 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 Audrey. Uh-huh. Uh, how, how does one deserve housing? Because, okay, how does an American citizen deserve housing? Uh, because it was promised years ago, and, uh, because um, in, in order for this, any city to survive, it's for the citizens of that state or city. So if you work for something or you put in for something, then you deserve it. I'm not wait, wait, when you say when you say if you work for something, I, I'm not following. Okay, I, I'm assuming that the, the well, the people I'm, I'm referring to is the folks that worked and, and you know earned their living, you know, in the city or whatever state. So if they need low-income housing for some whatever reason, uh, for what they put into to, to the states to provide previously, I think they deserve it. Now, I'm not saying people that come here just yesterday deserve the same housing that folks that, you know, put in. Because I have a different feeling about the, about the migrants right about now because it's starting to affect me. But mm-hmm. I don't hate them. But it's, I just think it's, it's just humanity. And have a great weekend. Hey, wait, Audrey, so what, what, Black Lives Matter, celebrate. you know where I stand on that. What, what do you, what, they're celebrating 10-year anniversary. What, yeah. do you, what do you make of Black Lives Matter? Okay. I, at the beginning, I told you um, what you know about Black Lives Matter sort of is not the way it happened. It happened not not in the United States. It happened in Europe, and it was these sisters that did it. These young ladies nowadays they call them on, um, I don't know, whatever, um, and they put that together um, starting with Trayvon Martin. So as far as what you see and what some other people say, I don't know what they're doing now because it's not the same folks. You know, if they, they I, you know, I just. An anniversary of that is something different for me. You know, I just, not not that it done anything, but it made people think and see more better of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Have a great weekend. And you, you too, Audrey. I've got to take a break, but I see here Kevin in North Carolina is not happy with something I did. Before I take a break, let's go to Kevin. Let's hear him out. Kevin, go right ahead. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I was really put off by how you handled that caller on uh, I-95 at the uh, rest stop. Um, so, and this thing about get to the point, get to the point. What is that? You you can't even have a a little warm up in your so 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 Kevin Kevin, if if I'm talking to someone and it says that he wanted to discuss one thing on my caller screen and then he completely does a left turn and discusses something else and he goes back to a conversation from three months ago where nobody in the audience is going to follow what he's talking about. What am I supposed to do? And he's, he and he's just, the lead call. Yeah, what what just, am I supposed to do? He just listened to him. He was just just listen, right? Just so, was, so, hang on, so, so, hang on so, okay. I'm, just, I'm a social worker. I'm I, I'm a psychiatrist, and I'm just supposed to listen. No, you can give the guy a break and let him at least explain. He only uh, spent about twenty seconds framing his his uh, call there, and um. Usually you're very good with people, but that really put me off that you were so abrupt with him like that. Instead of saying uh, he didn't so, go on that long, Dominic. So, hey, Kevin, so wait, 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 wait. And like like right now, right, if I was following the exact rules, right, Kevin, I'm supposed to mm-hmm. cut you off because I'm late for a commercial break. And I haven't done that yet, right? And that go that goes against the rules. Well, so so one well, more time. If, if, very, hey, wait, Kevin, 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 if someone calls up, and the last time I spoke to this individual, I thought he was drunk because he was slurring his words, right? And he refers back to that tonight 
a conversation from three months ago, you want me to have the patience to listen to him? He didn't take that long. He just gave a brief thing before he was going to ask his question. Very brief. It wasn't a big deal. Okay, did, did you he hear, Kevin, did you hear the part of the, he even referenced it, that the last time I spoke to him that I thought he had been drinking alcohol. Did you hear that part? Yes, I heard that, yeah. So, so I'm supposed to still sit here and hear him out. Well, um, how much time do you give a caller? You're supposed to get 15 seconds each caller. But 15 seconds? 15 to 30 seconds each caller, yes. The moment you say hello, Kevin, there is a clock that starts timing your comment. Yes, 15 to 30 seconds each caller. That's uh, it. I, 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 It just seems like it's on your show because it doesn't seem like it's on any, anybody else's show. Okay, all right. Well, well, I, I was trying to be fair. I knew you were not uh, happy uh, with the phone call, so I thank you for the call, Kevin. I took your call. Um <laughs> Anyway, folks, it is now 34 minutes past the hour. We see all of your other calls. So when I spend all the time on the last call, that means somebody else's call has to give. That means somebody else's call has to be shorter. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls from Brooklyn, the Bronx, Los Angeles, Alabama, and Maine. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Uh-oh, Audrey. Someone just posted on my Twitter, and you can reach me at Dominic TV on Twitter at Dominic TV. Uh, she says, I have a hard time understanding Audrey. She's all over the place. My head spins. That's a comment that's on uh uh, Twitter as of right now. Let's go to uh, David. Let's continue with the telephone calls. David in Alabama. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. How you doing tonight? Pretty good, David. I hope you're well. It's just it's good to hear your show. But anyway, I just wanted to comment on Audrey also. I mean, she, you asked her a, a quintessential question. How? Who's going to pay for it? And her attitude was, she didn't know. She didn't care. And, and unfortunately, that's the attitude of 60 to 70 percent of Americans now, and obviously the Democratic Party. And, and we're just we're just moving so fast to socialism. It scares me. But, you know what? You, you know, know what, David? Um, and I, this is no slight on Audrey or anyone else, but. When, whenever, whenever folks come up with this wonderful idea, right? And, and you, you can tell people that own something and people that have something to lose because whenever people come up with an, a great idea, right? The first question should be, and how are you going to pay for this? And who's going to pay for this? Right. But exactly. But that's not the first question. The first, the, the, the first response. Oftentimes the, the response is, well, let government pay for it, and and the money's there, and I don't care how it's paid for. Just do it, and, exactly. and you know. And, and I I know I I may sound a little cruel, but Audrey mentioned I think her term was everyone deserves housing, and I I, I agree in theory a little bit with what she's saying, but. If you want housing, you got to work. You got to work. You got to work. I mean, it, it really is. It really is that simple. David, thank you for the call this morning from the great state of Alabama. Let's go to Maine. Let's say good morning to Frank. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? Uh, Dominic, always a pleasure. And all the calls are getting nationally. I can't wait till you get a national show. You'll be a treasure. You know, Dominic, um, Black Lives Matter should have been investigated years ago. I believe they were behind Charlottesville uh, in Virginia 
and I believe they were the ones that perpetuated all this stuff against Donald Trump, and that's why everybody went for them and against Trump. They should have been investigated. They should continue to be investigated. I don't know why the Republican Party is not investigating them. You know why. Dominic, have a great you, you know why they're not being investigated. The the case in California, the case was dismissed against Black Lives Matter. I mean, I, I appreciate the call, and I thank you for the uh, compliment. We all know why they're not being investigated. I mean, we can pretend <laughs> that that it's for some ungodly reason that we don't know. But we all know why why they should be investigated. Is this uh, Andrea? It says here Andrea uh, in Brooklyn. Good morning. Is it Andrea? Yes, that's me. That's Good morning. Me. Good morning. What's on your mind? Oh, I'm calling about something. I'm shaking as I as I say it because it's been on my mind for months. Um, I live in Brooklyn, and the main branch of the Brooklyn Public Library on Grand Army Plaza, a huge grand building with an enormous, ornate doorway. At the very top of the doorway, that huge, huge letters in three panes of the glass, it says B, D, S. And I'm thinking, this is not a private business. This is is, uh, tax money being spent to publicize an organization that's in solidarity with the BDS movement, which I think there's a state law saying we can't we can't spend state money, uh, we can't invest in anything that supports the BDS movement, and I'm afraid to tell anybody. I, I live in a neighborhood where my representatives, I'm sure they won't touch this, is be a hot potato for them. But it, I'm look, I I love all people. I do believe Black lives do matter, but this organization is a problem. And the fact that my tax money is being spent, it reminds me of the pictures I see from Nazi Germany where all these businesses felt they had to put up a swastika to show that they're in solidarity with the Nazis. And I don't mean to to equate, but it's just a scary thing for me to to go through Black Black Army Plaza, Grand Army Plaza, and see the big, big letters, B, D, S, on a government building. I, I just, I don't know what else to say. Right. I, I don't think it's a government building. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but 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 I understand. I understand your point. I understand your point. Um, and um, all lives matter. All all lives matter. Period. All of us matter. All of us matter. Thank you for the call. I, I have a lot of calls. And, and so I do need to move on so I can try to uh, to get to as many of them as humanly possible. Considering it's Friday morning, we're headed into the uh to the uh, weekend. Let's go to Pamela in New Jersey. Good morning, Pamela. What's on your mind? Good morning. You know, everybody thinks they have a right to live in these cities. My dad was a World War II vet, and this is before the GI Bill. And my parents got married in the late 40s, and they could not afford to live in the city in which they grew up because it started to get wealthier. The houses were very expensive. So they had to move to the town next door, which started to get, uh, I mean, to the town next door, which started to get more uh, violent. And so they had to move again. So they moved up to North Jersey. And then, of course, eventually the GI Bill, thank God, came out. And that did, you know, thank goodness for that. But he, you know, they deserved that. They were vets. Uh, but still, uh, uh, they changed counties and that got expensive. So they tried to move to another place. And, you know, people think that they have a right to live where they want to. Well, no, that's not so. If you, you know, oh, I, I would have loved to have a loft in Manhattan. And, and, you know. And that's uh, my point. That, that's, ex- Pamela, that, that's exactly my point. When I, when I started, right? I hope this doesn't sound too cruel. When I, I, so I, so I, I, you know, I grew up in the city and then I go up to Cortland for college and I go to Syracuse for graduate school in journalism and I come right down and my first job, I used to do a segment on the radio called Live and Direct. And so I would oftentimes start at 3 a.m., 5, 6 a.m. I'm live twice an hour. I'm at a, uh, a homeless shelter in uh, downtown Brooklyn right next to, uh, BAM. And I'm interviewing this woman who, happens to be of color and she is a resident of the shelter. And she literally said to me, well, I see all these people in the neighborhood and they have nice two bedroom apartments. I want one too. And I didn't want to offend her. So I just let it go. I just let the comment go. But that, that that's when it first hit me, frankly, that some people are just delusional when this is not about entitlements. 
I mean, if you work for it, then sure, you can get anything that you want. You know, I mean, so it was tough for your dad, Pamela, correct? Pamela? Pamela, are you there? Oh, I think they cut me off. Okay, you're, you're back. You're back with me. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can't always get what you want. You 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 have to move around, and uh, you, you know. Uh, and then it, things started getting expensive in North Jersey. They changed counties, which was more expensive. So um, he, um, we bought my uh, grandparents' house. We bought it, and um, and we fixed it up. And this was in the '70s. So life is a struggle. And and just because he was a vet doesn't mean he had a free ride. And and uh, although you know, uh, thank goodness for they do deserve support. But um, you know, hey, I would have loved to have you know back in the fifties and sixties hung out in uh, Greenwich Village and had a, a loft in Manhattan and all this and that. But you know, <laughs> reality states, I wasn't going to do that on a teacher's salary. You know, like, right, no right, way. right, right. It, well, you got to live where, within your means, and nobody's going to give you a free ride. Pamela, I couldn't have said it better. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Quoting the great Pamela of New Jersey, nobody is going to give you a free ride. That is the reality. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter standing by for the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. When we come back, we will continue with your calls from Los Angeles to Yonkers to Manhattan and Brooklyn. WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Folks, maybe maybe you can explain this to me. You may recall the deranged man caught on camera stalking a group as they were performing in Times Square, and he had a, a, a large knife in his right hand. His left hand was on the shoulder of one of the performers, right? So this guy's been granted supervised release by a Manhattan judge Thursday evening. Prosecutors recommended the release of the 22-year-old. This guy was holding a butcher knife in his hand, right? And it, it, it's, 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 it's crazy. The judge agreed to release the suspect but said that, quote, the highest level of monitoring is appropriate. So what does it take? The next time he's got to stab somebody and then you'll keep him in jail? Unbelievable. I'm looking at my Twitter as I'm about to go back to your uh, telephone calls at Dominic TV. So Eddie B, Eddie B says, boy, boy, sometimes you can't win. Eddie B says, you certainly give Audrey more than 15 seconds. And she's a rambler, my friend. You know what, Eddie? I'm going to like your comment right now. Joseph Contreras uh, says, thanks for sharing your Twitter address I really enjoy listening to you. I don't have the time to call as I am an Uber driver. Eight years, 19,000 rides, 2,000 of those rides were food delivery during lockdown. I do private drives, keeps me busy. Love listening to you and Rita. Thank you so much, Joseph. Let's go back to the uh, telephone calls. Dina, Manhattan, good morning. What's on your mind? Hello, if that's me, um, Dominic. Yes, Hi. it is. Yes, I I want to comment on that a gentleman who um I think it was the fourth one who called in about the 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 homeless and the voucher. He's right because citizens in New York come first, in America come first. Why people are same against um, housing for people who come here and work and people who born in the country, raise their kids to educate them, and because they don't on their luck and end up in shelter. What, why they welcome the, the, the immigrants who come through the border, illegal, put them up in hotels, paying so much money, and, and giving them what they want. And where are they going to get jobs to give them? Where are they going to live? 
the, the, the citizens of New York um, come first. You have veterans on the, on the street, living, living, living in the street and, uh, and homeless. Why are they not taken care of? We pay tax. Everybody pay tax. Everybody work. If somebody end up in the shelter, it's not because they are lazy or the, I know people who, who had homes, work hard, and because they don't on their luck, they have fire, they have get sick, they end up in the shelter and being treated like 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 animals. People have to re- realize and and all and all those people who put mayor 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 Adams in in vote for him and put him. Are you happy now? And uh, most of those people are in Brooklyn, homeowners, retired, with big pension. They are the ones who vote for him because they, they, they are not in need of anything. Some of them don't even have a child. And, and, mm. and I have grandkids helping through college. I have a 24-year-old. She's going for a master's degree in medicine. In well, Ohio. C- congratulations. Congratulations to, you. I think you said your granddaughter. Congratulations to her. And uh, please try to keep your spirits up, as I understand. It's tough. It's tough. Thank, on, you. thank you. It's tough on all of us in terms of uh, what has been going on. Let's go to Los Angeles. Let's say good morning to Lars. Good morning, Lars. What's on your mind? Yeah. Hi, Dominic. Uh, let me just say I love Michael from New Jersey. He hits a home run. Every time, um, as it relates to immigration here in Los Angeles in the eighties, when we had our first wave of immigration, the blacks in LA stood on the sideline and said nothing. They enjoyed the fight that was going on between white Republicans and the establishment. As a result today, we have 80,000 homeless people in Los Angeles 65% of them are black. That's because of illegal immigration. You have a shortage of housing, uh, jobs, forget the jobs. Um, Blacks have a difficulty in getting these jobs because they work cheaper. We no longer have a black section of Los Angeles. I don't know if you've ever been to Los Angeles, but we used to have black sections like Watts, South Central, Compton, it's all majority Hispanic. The black people of New York, I'm imploring you, do not make the same mistake that the blacks in Los Angeles made. You need to let your voices be heard and stop wasting that monolithic black vote that the Democrats take for granted. Well, we can certainly. That's all I got. Thank you, Lars. We can certainly agree for agree on that. The Democrats take the vote for granted, no doubt about it. Let's go to Clifton, New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Tony. Good morning, Tony. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hi, Dominic. Great show tonight. Listen, I just want to ask the listeners out there to all be patient. Nobody deserves to be talked uh, disrespectfully to. Uh, that's all we ask. We're all learning. We're all growing. And I want to say Audrey actually wasn't far off because what she was saying is that she felt that people who had been getting this benefit, meaning that the homeless were getting this, this group of people. And now, because Mayor Adams was almost going to take that away, they weren't going to get it. This was vetoed. And here's the, and she said, she said, you know, and maybe it's because of all the illegals. So I think it took her a while to get there. But here's the deal. Mayor Adams is is paying a big tab for all those illegals. And it's taking away. And I don't know if this is what's going on with the city council. But I don't think they like it. Because the homeless people, the veterans are all getting thrown out wherever they are. You know, it's America first, Dominic. And this is what Audrey eventually got to at the end. If you listen, she said, yeah, well, maybe it's the illegals. I don't know. The illegals are taking away all the money. He doesn't need to be a sanctuary city anymore. And I love you, Dominic. And I'm sorry people are mean to you. Well, I I don't I don't take it personally, Tony. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for the call. You know, I guess people sometimes they think that they have a right to just go on and on and on, and they think that they're making the the most deepest statement in life. And I've got to be the guy. 
to say, uh, actually, you're not, and I need you to wrap this up. So, you know, you take the good with the bad, and in between, it is what it is. Thank you for the call, Tony. Jimmy in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind, Jimmy? The woman who just spoke uh, two callers ago, she sounded like a kind of maybe like a Jamaican accent. I would love to hug her. If she runs for office, I swear I'd campaign for her. She was so articulate, common sense, strong. It sounded like a righteous Christian anger, maybe. She was great. And this last caller talking about Los Angeles. I see a lot of these uh, illegals coming in. A lot of them are good people. The problem is, why are they getting put in the front? I see a lot of them all brand new clothes. The bottom of their shoes aren't even dirty when I see them in the subway sitting. Agreed. Agreed. And they're getting all kind of aid. They're selling stuff illegally at Coney Island on the boardwalk food, selling souvenirs. So that's taken away from the legitimate businesses there. We got to, like these other people say, we have to help the Americans first, particularly the veterans people with families. I'd like to help the whole world, but it's not fair that the whole world's poor come here and expect help. If I lived in another country, I'd come here too. I'd swim through shark-infested waters, but I wouldn't come here demanding things and expecting things. So we got a problem here. We got to get our schools straightened out. We got to get people to vote the right way. A lot of the stuff that's going wrong is by plan. It's by design. We could be toppled from within economically, and that's going to create racial divisions. We're going to end up having to cut our military budget while our enemies are preparing for war. So this is a complicated mix, and a lot of innocent people are going to get crushed, illegals and Americans. Got you. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Jimmy, from Brooklyn. I'm now joined by Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So what are you doing this weekend? Um, Well, I actually think we're going to uh, go visit. Hopefully we get nice weather, and we're going to go stay with uh, a friend of ours uh, tonight and a good portion of tomorrow, and uh, hopefully Carmine can uh, give a little bit of practice to swimming we're going to stay at a friend's house out on Long sounds Island, wonderful so friday what what do you have coming up in just minutes ask frank anything in just minutes i'm going to tackle questions on any subject and you know the versatility of questions that we get oh in boy. this hour yes and then in the two o'clock hour very excited uh, back by popular demand wait El- wait 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 you actually i i've heard people call and ask you what type of underwear that's right and you answer it is boxers Elliot Gordon uh, joins me at 2 o'clock to talk about comedians and the Catskills. One Republican congressman is making a lot of news on UFOs and a lot of other fun subjects that we're going to get to as well. Boxers. uh, Frank Morano. (laughs) News headlines. And then Frank Morano on the other side of of midnight. Have a great weekend. I'll be back Sunday evening. And we'll see you then, folks.